Hey everyone, and welcome to the What's Up St. Charles podcast. It's Nate and Nick, and we're going to be dropping some awesome downtown St. Charles business knowledge. As we're going to be talking about Hunt House, which is owned by Leslie Hunt. Welcome to the podcast, Leslie. It's great to see you. Thank you. How are you doing? Oh, I'm so great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. This is so fun. Absolutely. So, you know, before we get to talking about the business, let's learn about you a little bit. So, you can tell us about yourself, you know, how long you've been in the St. Charles area for, maybe some favorite things to do here, stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. Um, I was not born here, but I've lived in St. Charles since I was six and a half or okay. seven, something like that, allegedly. Um, and my family's from here. So when my family decided to move here when I was a kid, it was kind of like coming home for them. Um, all my aunts and uncles and uh, grandparents and cousins and everybody kind of lives here. And if and the ones that don't are, are the, the weirdos. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying they're rare, but they're wonderful, wonderful people, all of them. Um, what do I do? I'm a, I'm a musician, always have been. Um, yeah. It would have been rebellious for me to pursue something different. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, and what do, I guess when it comes to what do I like to do around town, I'm actually really enjoying being in town more now that I've changed careers as a yeah. business owner here mm-hmm. in St. Charles because prior to this, I'd I lived here, but I was mainly working in my home office on the upcoming events that were not here. Okay. So, you know, I wasn't spending a lot of time, like, in St. Charles and around town, and I kept a pretty low profile, but I don't have one now. So, So, uh, you know, any exploring that you've done since you've moved in, like, any places that you've checked out or, you know, any places that you're looking forward to checking out? I am really looking forward to having weekends um and being able to check things out on the weekends yeah. I, I feel like as a professional musician for this many years about 15 years of not really having weekends at all i feel like that's when people check things out but overall i just love all the nature and i love all the riverfront trails and um i have a little forest preserve in my kind of behind my house which i love yeah and, um there's a lot of great music here and a lot of great food here, and I'm yeah. just I can't wait to check it out. So, Absolutely, yeah. so cool. Well, you know, can we start a little bit talking about that history with music? So, you know, when did you first start playing, you know, an instrument, and what instrument did you, you know, kind of get it all kick started with? I started playing piano when I was four, four, okay, and I started singing right around then as well. And my parents noticed that I was just every microphone because I grew up in a really musical house and so there was always like a PA set up in the living room and my dad's a drummer and my mom taught voice and piano and my mom's a bass player and a guitar player and there was just music everywhere and so I was just grabbing the microphone and singing every (laughs) chance I could get and and um so you're doing like karaoke when you're already four like you were doing but like live band karaoke (laughs) (laughs) full-on band so um and then I started uh I was taking piano and then I started doing professional uh, theater. Um, I actually did a lot of productions over at Pheasant Run when I was a kid. It's like in like the awesome. kid, you know, yeah. the kid cast and things yeah. like that for like, but adults, you know, so um, I would just be one of like six kids that were in the ensemble or whatever. Yeah. And it was so fun. Um, and then, yeah, I guess I've always played and I've, I started writing songs at a pretty young age. And then I got recognition for that when I was in high school. And uh, Jim Peterick actually took me under his wing as a like songwriting mentor and okay. he and I worked together for a long time and we still do so yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so you know you talked about you know piano you know you sing are there other instruments that are in your repertoire yes <laughs> I play guitar and I play ukulele okay uh but I don't I'm hoping that 
uh, owning this business, well, I'll be able to take some guitar or some uh, bass and drum lessons. I've always wanted to learn those two instruments. Okay. So. Any instruments? Also? Like, have you ever wanted to learn, like, the saxophone or, like, the trumpet or, you know, anything like that? Like, any weird instrument or didgeridoo? Oh, my gosh. So, like, <laughs> so as I'm a singer, you know, and I, I feel like that part of the body is spoken for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. all, the, all the blowing and the... Um, and uh, and, uh, and the, the the spit valves and the trumpets really gross me out. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. In, that's in that's fair. Yeah, it, yeah, I was a trumpet player, so yeah, I, I was, was always the worst. I was trumpet too. Yeah. They just make me gag. I'm, Whoa, no, thank you. No, thank you. You guys can play the trumpet. I'm just going to say. No, you can go with the string instruments and not have to worry about spit fouls. I think so. Yeah. 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 That's my boundary. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and we want to talk about your American Idol experience because mm-hmm. that's so cool. So take us through that. What was that like? What was the, and just the experience in general? It was surreal because I had never seen the show before. So when so I auditioned, you just auditioned, auditioned like never yeah, saw the show. I didn't know what I was Man. getting in myself into at all. <laughs> I knew that everybody wow. was, you know, oh yeah, you know, you know, you've got such a great voice, you should definitely audition. And I did, and I just kept making it farther and farther. And I was <laughs> like, what the, you know, six months later, it's like, what? I'm still on this show. This is crazy. Right. Um, and it was great. It was exactly what I needed, I think, at the time to kind of kickstart my belief in myself that I could actually do it. Yeah. I think at the time. I was singing, but I had kind of had these other things going on. I was like becoming a certified dog trainer. Okay. Yeah, like I lived in Chicago, was just walking dogs and like just kind of really into that. And, and then I was like, well, I guess I'll do American Idol. And then when I did that, I was like, I think this is probably where I belong. Yeah. So I'm not gonna do anything else. You yeah. Know? So it kind of reignited that you know music passion Definitely. and you know being able to come back, and that's awesome. So mm-hmm. that's cool. So. How far did, if you don't mind me asking, how far did you make it into the experience? I was top 10 females. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, wow. so I sang twice for votes. Yeah. And there so. was uh, 36 million viewers at that time per episode. I think that that was kind of the heyday. Yeah. I don't, you know, and I feel like ever since then, maybe the voice has taken its yeah, place a little Simon bit. Yeah, Simon Cowell and, you know, Paula yeah. Dean. Oh, <laughs> right. And uh, who is Paula Dean. Yeah. <laughs> no, Ab- Abdul. Oh, what did I say? Paul <laughs> Paul Dean? Dean. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Interesting Paul American Dean? Idol judge. I love it. I love it. What am I, doing? I love it. I need yeah. to go home. T- today is last last names optional. Yeah. I think. Paula Abdul. <laughs> goodness gracious. So, I don't know. even know who Paula Dean is, but it's. Cooking, Isn't she a right? cooking She's show? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, cooking. Cooking yeah, show. yeah. So now okay. we're going from music to cooking. So yeah. we got everything on this podcast. Yeah. All right, here we yeah. go. I'm keeping <laughs> this in there. So, all right, Nick, here you go. You can take over. <laughs> yeah. So, um, were there any artists or musicians that uh, I guess inspired you to get into music? I mean, obviously, you said you came from a music-centric family background, mm-hmm. but was there any anybody that you really like to listen to that inspired you, or I guess still inspires you to this day? Yeah, I think at the time I was. Um, really identifying as kind of a jazz and like soul singer um, which is so interesting and the producers are kind of pulling me aside like you know who else is on this season with you right like Melinda Doolittle and Lakeisha Jones and these like just monster soul singers Mm -hmm. and there was me with my (laughs) you know and and everyone was like I don't know if that's like coming across all the way so um, but uh, I'm big inspired by at the time, I think I was just, like, really into Bjork, too, and just any, like, Radiohead and all these sort of, like, orchestral, musically kind of a little more ethereal, um, like, 
I was going to music school, so I was really into just like complex harmonies and interesting melodies sitting over like unexpected musical. I don't know. I just wanted it to be something kind of different. And um, yeah, I think that, but I remember in, when I was a kid, just any female that was owning it, you know what I mean? Sure. So like yeah. s- grabbing a brush and singing in the mirror and like just Gwen Stefani, like stage antics, you mm-hmm. know, just like total powerhouse is what, what my goal was. But when I was on the show, I wasn't physically comfortable um, singing in and performing at the same time i had only ever performed playing the piano yeah okay. and singing i had never just stood there with a microphone so i felt really weird <laughs> you know yeah. i was just sort of like whoa like weird i don't know what to do so now now i very much take the stage effortlessly and dance and sing and do all kinds of stuff you know yeah. but at the time i was it was strange <laughs> absolutely so well we're going to take you through some of the other times with our silly question time are you ready <gasps> Oh, the silly question yeah, time? Yeah, silly question time. Oh, so, how fun is that? Yeah, so, you know, we always like to keep it lighthearted, kind of get some, you know, different viewpoints and stuff here. So, you know, if you had to pick a point in history where you were the world's greatest musician, when would it be and why? Hmm. So, I mean, if you wanted to be I the... I think the 60s. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I thought that it was a lot of storytelling and songwriting and the, the folk singer-songwriter, you know... It was just that it, it felt like at its peak, and that's kind of, I think, where a lot of my heart is, and I wish that there was still that same focus on, like, truth-telling, very exposed singer-songwriters, just, like, spotlight, voice, instrument, boom, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my, that's my favorite. Absolutely. Well, great mm-hmm. answer. So, all right, everyone, we're going to take a short break before we get into more of our questions. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, welcome to the Break Between the Podcast. It's Nate and Nick. And we're going to be talking about some of our sponsors as we're going to be thanking them for supporting our St. Pat's Parade. So hope you all can tune into these guys. Excited for all the, the sponsors that we have. They're phenomenal as always. Great community partners. Yes, yeah, so. it's great to you know have them you know support the community and all the events that we have. Absolutely. All right, Nick, do you want to start us off with our first sponsor that we want to talk about? Yes, McNally's Heating and Cooling. Spring and summer are right around the corner, and you'll want to have your heating and cooling system ready for all kinds of weather. McNally's Heating and Cooling has over 25 years of experience serving St. Charles and the surrounding community, making them the leaders in the Fox Valley in commercial and residential service for repairs and installations. There's no such thing as a job that is too big or too small for their experienced team, so call 630-363-9067 to set up an appointment and feel confident that your home is getting the quality service that it deserves. So excellent job, Nick. Uh, Next one that we have also shares the name McNally's, but it is McNally's Traditional Irish Pub. As pillar to the community, McNally's Traditional Irish Pub has served St. Charles for over 25 years. Come kick off the St. Patrick's Parade weekend at McNally's with the grand opening ceremony at 11 a.m. You can come grab a pint of the best Guinness in the Fox Valley before or after the parade or a bite to eat with their popular fish and chips, corned beef and cabbage, bangers and match, and so much more. There's no better place to come celebrate the St. Patrick's festivities. Making me hungry, Nate. I know. I'm thinking of the, the bangers and mash. I'm like, potatoes, give me some. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I got another one for you, Nate. Uh, McGrath Honda. 
Looking to get a new vehicle? Look no further than McGrath Honda, the premier Illinois Honda dealer, where they have a huge selection of new and used vehicles and have experienced staff that can help you find the car that is perfect for you. They make it easy to get all the available information so you can feel confident that you're making the right purchase. Stop by their location at 1411 East Main Street in St. Charles for a test drive today. Yeah, and I just have to say, Nick, that you know I, I loved McGrath Honda when I was looking for cars. They were professional. They were very knowledgeable about all the cars that they were offering, and they were so easy to work with. So I uh, was sad that I didn't uh, get one from them, but I did go uh, and purchase a car from St. Charles Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. Can you tell me a little bit about them, Nick? Oh, absolutely, Nick. So, so whether you are looking for a new or used vehicle like I was, St. Charles Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram has a large selection of cars to choose from. They've helped many customers like me throughout the Chicagoland area, helping them find the car of their dreams. Their website makes researching vehicles fast and convenient, making it a great resource to help you find the perfect fit. Head to their website or stop by their location at 1611 East Main Street in St. Charles to find your new vehicle today. So we only got one more, Nick. This is one that's actually one of my favorites. Yes, this is really cool. It's really cool, you know, seeing the breweries get involved with the parade, and yeah, we're so excited. Yeah, so our last sponsorship features the STC6, which are the six breweries that call St. Charles home. We'd like to thank Pollyanna Brewing Company, Alter Brewing Company, Riverlands Brewing Company, 93 Octane Brewing Company, D&G Brewing Company, and Broken Bricks Home Brew Shop. And for anyone listening, come stop by their taprooms for incredible brews, views, live music, events, and more. That'll wrap up our break between the podcast. Thank you all for listening. Let's get right back into the action to find out what's up. St. Charles. All right, welcome back, everyone. We're going to dive into our part two. So, Nick, take it away. Yeah. So, uh, going back to Hunt House, where did that idea come about? Was this something that you always wanted to, I guess, open up growing up, or just where did that idea come from? It's. It seems, you know, on the outside, my friends and family kind of think that I just came out of nowhere with this, mm-hmm. and to some extent, that is a little bit true because I knew I had to do something big. Um, upon kind of changing, you know, transitioning out of doing so many private events, about like 60 a year on average for the last 15 years has been my profession. So just, um, you know, kind of the way I put it, I've been a part of other people's families, but not really my own. (laughs) You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. like I can go to other people's weddings, but not like anyone in my family, (laughs) you know? So, um, but I, I knew I was transitioning away from that, and I wanted to um, replace it with something that could be kind of the catch-all for everything that I'm super passionate about, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, all roads kind of leading to Hunt House. And sure. um, as an adult with ADHD, you know, I just thought that it was so important for me to be able to have something that could pivot with me, you know, and kind of um, create this, like, community fixture. I think that... The most important thing I've seen, because I've been teaching for a long time Mm -hmm. out of my house, and I see these kids come to me one way and leave another way. Okay. And I feel like I'm able to positively affect their personal narrative about themselves as people and contribute to a positive um, self-image. Yeah. You know, and that just, if I could do that all day, every day, that through music, you know, that would be great. It, it fills me up in a way that just 
performing never will, you yeah. know, because it's not um, it's giving it's, back and, you know, being able to help, you know, kids realize, you know, a little bit more about themselves, as you said. Yeah, exactly. And like and help encourage them and find ways. My favorite is, you know, someone that's maybe kind of about to give up. Okay, let's touch base on like what what did you like about it in the in the beginning? What yeah. you know, and also so that's the school part. Um, I also thought that this, I thought that all music schools I'd ever seen were kind of lacking something, and that there wasn't a lot of opportunity for them to meet each other and create a sense of community. So what makes Hunt House oh, okay. different is that we have a small performance space in the downstairs area. So even last night after a lesson we'd save maybe three minutes at the end of the lesson do you want to go show what you just mastered downstairs on the stage for whoever's down there really well what if they're what if they're laughing (laughs) they won't laugh you they'll be amazed and you'll inspire somebody else who who might be too scared to do that you'll be like the bravest one in the room in that moment let's go and so i'd walk in the door ladies and gentlemen and it's just it's parents (laughs) on their phones or you know someone reading a book and you know there's like a bass lesson going on and like all this other stuff going on but, but someone hops up on the stage and they play what they feel really proud of and then we all go, yay! And then that's just a little feather in their cap for the night. And I see their face light up and they're like, oh, I just did that. So I thought that was important to uh, inspire each other. Also accountability so the next time they're at home practicing, they have something, maybe I'll show this. You know, yeah. Maybe I'll be able to get up at, and show everybody this. Yeah. Um, and then another thing is that I wanted to own a venue. <laughs> that I could perform at whenever I wanted to because <laughs> I hate the process of booking shows and like sending a thing and like and then the promoters like well how many people are going to bring and you're like I don't yeah, know the contracts like, and everything yeah, yeah and then you don't bring enough people and then you just feel kind of bad and you're like sorry everyone I'm sorry I exist you know and it's just like I don't know I just I just wanted to own a venue that I could curate events and also play there when I want absolutely so, yeah so and cool. have it be different it's going to be BYOB okay. and um and also, we offer childcare upstairs cool, during huh? the events. So we have this beautiful big movement room that also has yoga and then these group lessons and all this stuff. Um, but it's this beautiful big room, and there's a TV, and the kids can just like spaz out and watch a movie while the parents are downstairs responsibly enjoying the <laughs> liquor that they brought <laughs> for a very like smart, you know forty person max performance. Yeah, so. absolutely, very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's uh, talk a little bit about the details of Hunt House. Okay. So where are you guys located mm-hmm. in the hours? that you're open yeah uh we are open uh right now it's kind of flexible it's kind of by appointment um but we are you know i'm i'm working on it all day every day and Mm -hmm. i'm I'm answering emails all day every day and answering phone calls but um we are mainly there when we're teaching um and then if there's an event so we're not often just there waiting around you know Mm -hmm. um so i have a quite a bit of homeschooled students that are there during the day Mm -hmm. I, we, we call ourselves technically open from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. because yeah. we're not likely going to be doing, like, literally anything outside of those hours. But mm-hmm. we have Tuesday morning yoga starting next week oh. uh, at 9 a.m. And we have um, performances set up uh, on the weekends. So. Okay. okay, so you guys are going to be offering classes, obviously. Yeah. You guys are going to be having performances there. Mm-hmm. Any other I guess, services you guys are going to be offering? Yeah, we really hope to um, kind of expand into some other creative arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd like to be offering uh, writers, writing classes, creative writing, and mm-hmm. also jewelry making. Um, I have a couple people that have expressed interest in teaching that. So Very that cool. would be cool. Um, and then we're actually going to partner up, I think, with the Park District and do cool. some summer camps. 
through the park district. That's awesome. Yeah, we just yeah. had a meeting yesterday, so we're looking forward to finalizing that and coming up with some cool programs that would be like a week long <laughs> that, you know, like a few hours, Monday through Friday, and the kids could come and... I don't know. We're putting it together, <laughs> but we're, you know, it's all taking shape really fast. It's we're, all coming together. We're also <laughs> renting the space. So I had a cool. meeting right before this mm-hmm. with uh, Kane Repertory Theater. Yeah. And they are going to hopefully rent the space uh, for some smaller productions that they're looking to put on. And then one more thing, if I might mm-hmm. be so yeah, absolutely, go for use it. Use this opportunity. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of my big, big, big things, and a big reason why I took such. Um, went to such great lengths to acoustically treat the room, is I want to put on sensory-friendly, smaller events for the neurodivergent community, particularly young adults and teens with autism. Um, Because my daughter is on the spectrum, and I noticed that it was just really hard to find a spot that I could bring her that wouldn't make her feel kind of overwhelmed. The fact that no matter what, we can't fit a ton of people in there, and that, and we have such control over the volume of like an electric drum kit, and we have we're able to kind of keep things dim and keep the volume at a certain level yeah. and create social opportunities for um, for people on the autism spectrum. Okay, yeah, sort of like a like a sensory space kind of a sensory yeah. friendly concert venue. Yes, is what we're gotcha. looking to do. So I'm I have some cool. things set up trying to collaborate with some you know I'm not a mental health professional I'm just a, a mom with a vision you know <laughs> and like and a musician that looks out and I see I you know I can see someone that's feeling overwhelmed by the headphones or the you know you know um, kind of the stimming yeah and I'm, and I'm like oh I'd love it if we could all just turn down sure you know yeah. for you like it, it's still gonna sound great yeah we don't need to blow out the ears right now, you know for anyone so yeah, yeah. so lots going on That's lots awesome. going on yes. maybe maybe too much but I <laughs> we'll see what sticks <laughs> so the name hunt house i mean obviously your last name is hunt mm-hmm. but where did that that name come from like mm-hmm. what sparked that name a couple things i my uncle's own townhouse okay um and i love i, I the the coziness of the word and i really wanted people to come in and feel like it was an extension of their home like they didn't necessarily have to come um, and get out of there right away there's Mm -hmm. lots of different places to hang out i wanted them to feel like it was like another spot that just felt as comfortable to them as their own house Um, also when i was growing up i you know like a a party at hunt house which was like my house was geared around music I mean honestly but like it was literally like me playing my grand piano and my friends laying on the floor and listening to like the songs that I had just written or like my friends band plugging in and doing a set in the basement you know so it was all very music 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 and Mm -hmm. I just wanted music at like on all levels at Hunt House here in town okay yeah very yeah. neat, very neat. <laughs> so, um, you know, we talked a little bit before about, you know, children getting involved with music, mm-hmm. and you talked about getting involved, like, with, uh, you know, summer camps in yeah. the in the summer. Can you talk about, I guess, the benefits of getting involved with music at an early age? Ooh, yeah. Definitely. Honestly, I love it when be- beginners come to me at all ages. I will say that the learning curve, the earlier um, that, they t- that they start, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, it just... Okay, I actually have proof of this because I have beginners, real true blue beginners starting right now, and then people that are coming back to it after we kind of took a break during the pandemic because we switched to Zoom and it was just mm-hmm. too hard. 
because it's like that's not your left hand that's not your left hand <laughs> you know and it's just like oh babes like if i was there i'd be like boop that's your, you know and i'd yeah. be able to sorry everybody oh. I'm put the microphone oh god okay. oh it's all good <laughs> i've ruined the podcast okay no uh <laughs> but uh the 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 ones that started younger that are trying to pick it up again that time is not lost so anybody that was taking and then they took a break it's still in there don't worry you're not starting from scratch no matter what only people that are starting from scratch are the ones that just have never even learned it to begin mm-hmm. with and even then it's still possible but i don't know if that answered your question so like music i think is uh in general just a, a flow state yeah that it's just an exercise in mindfulness and mm-hmm. that there's it's not a race. There's no incentive to get it done faster. Once you start it, once you pick a tempo, you're in it. It's like the only time-required artistic medium that there is, you know. Um, you can read faster. You can mm-hmm. read slower, you know. But, like, music is, like, it's got, I don't know, I think it's, it's just a beautiful lesson in discipline, but also um, hand-eye coordination, logic self-compassion mm-hmm. you know um self-expression too. self-expression yeah. absolutely so like i love working with songwriters i would say if i could just pick <laughs> one thing to work with for the rest of it would be songwriters yeah. these teens that come in with like so much to say and i help them say it you know cool it's really fun so as an adult let's say you have no music background whatsoever but you're considering picking up an instrument mm-hmm. i guess what advice would you have for somebody like that I think it's so I have a ton of adult students okay. and that are that are just want to try something new and yeah. I don't teach any of them in the same way and okay. I don't even have similar advice for any of them because of what I I get to know them and I get to know their style and I get to know um their threshold for frustration and I also you know are you the like do you have time are you retired do you have nothing but time or are you like squeezing this in Mm -hmm. between drop-offs you know or whatever so it's sort of like I do like a um are you long game or do you need something just like really satisfying that just feels like you're just like hey kids I learned a song you know and you can play something so my advice would be I think piano translates really well to all instruments I think if you start with piano, you're, the odds of you logically kind of understanding all the other instruments and how music works and, like, just basic music theory is, like, a lot higher because it's right. totally in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's laid out, so. Yeah, basically, if you can read a piano sheet, you can read just True. about any other music sheet out there, so. Right, and you can see the relationships between the notes, too. Right. Which mm-hmm. is, you know, to me, like, a guitar neck just feels a lot more abstract, Um I play it, but I plateaued a little while ago, you know, just, I'm, I'm like a, I'm a strumosaurus, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll strum all day, but I'll never shred, I'll never shred, you know, I'll just, I'll strum and write songs until I'm blue in the face, but I'll never, like, yeah, so, not never, I shouldn't say never. Yeah. I'll be here one day. <laughs> anyway. So it sounds like you have a lot going on at Hunt House. Yeah. Is there any sort of events or promotions that you'd like to promote? Absolutely. We have something I'm really excited about. Um, Lowdown Bass uh, Clinic is coming up. So, like, his name is Tim Sizer, and he's in my rock band, District 97. Okay. He makes his own basses, and he's an incredible solo performer as well. Like, he brings this huge pedal board, and he, um, I'm excited about that. I'm also excited about um, we will be... I want everyone to kind of stay tuned for open mics that we'll be putting on on a regular basis. Okay. And, um, like for people just to come in, yeah. kind of show off their skills yep. and jam. Yep. Okay. You don't even need to be a student. 
um, and just come and jam. And I think those are going to be uh, Thursday nights at like 7.30, okay. I think, something like that. Cool. Yeah. And how can someone stay connected with Haunt House? Do you have social media, website? Yeah. We do. We have we have Instagram. We have Facebook. Uh, we have a website, uh, hunthouse.co, okay. which is just a tragic uh situation because like the my phone wants to keep auto correcting it yeah. to something else dot doe dot <laughs> you know dot com of course you know so it's dot right. co legit um yeah but it's it's all uh it's still in development ever so slightly but it should be pretty much up and running all the it's up and running now yeah but mm-hmm. it's going to be like even better looking next week <laughs> so yeah perfect. So awesome. oh but by the time this airs it'll be perfect it'll be a perfect website yeah, so <laughs> absolutely. No growth there. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Well, you did a fantastic job answering the questions. We've got one more for okay. you. So is there anything else that you'd like to say to the St. Charles community before we wrap up the podcast episode? Ooh, um, <laughs> I want to know if, so of course I have all these ideas, but yeah. I also would love Hunt House to be a thing that responds to what the community needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love to find out if any if anybody listening had any ideas that they think that that would uh, this community would benefit from cuz every time I ask a question like that something profound happens and the universe just starts dumping all this cool <laughs> stuff on my head and I'm like, "Whoa, I'm so glad I asked," you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I look forward to uh, Hunt House being a community hub that responds based on the needs of the community. Yeah, That's absolutely. Awesome. I mean, I think Along you the have lines a lot of, of creative those arts. things already mm-hmm. there. You know, the yeah. yoga, you know, mm-hmm. helping out with the kids, mm-hmm. parents be able to come and just watch yes. performance. Mm-hmm. I think you have so much great things going mm-hmm. for you. So that's yeah. super exciting. Thanks. Super exciting. Thanks. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Leslie, great job. It was awesome talking to you Thanks. today and getting to learn about your experiences and just just learn about your passion. I think it's so cool, you know, what you're doing over at the Hunt House and, or the, at Hunt House. I <laughs> it's hard. Um, but, uh, you know, you. we are so excited for you to be here. And, you know, obviously everyone, if you're listening, check out, you know, the website when it's all perfect and ready. It's going to be <laughs> so awesome. So perfect and ready. Um, and, you know, go and, you know, if you're interested in learning some music, go take a lesson. Even just, you know, can they stop by and just say hello and yes, check it out? Yes, absolutely. So no matter what, we're there from like 2 to 8, Monday okay. through Thursday, because that's when a lot of our lessons take place. But we have a, a, a beautiful uh, studio coordinator named Angela, and she'll yeah. be sitting at the desk with a big smile, you know, ready to show you around. So Perfect. All mm-hmm. right. So. Well, thank you all again for listening. Uh, We hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll have more coming down the road. So until then, everyone, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you all next time. Hey, everyone. Thank you again for listening to our podcast episode. Uh, We had a little bit of some funny moments from our podcast I wanted to throw here as a little bit of a bonus at the end. Sometimes when you're doing the interview, you want your brain to work, but it works against you sometimes and kind of funny ways. So if you want to check out uh, a little bit of uh, some funny moments here, here we go. So, hi everyone, and welcome to our uh, What's Up St. Charles podcast. I'm Nate. And I'm Nick. And we got a phenomenal episode that's going to be full of awesome knowledge here. So we're going to be dropping some information about the Hunt House here in downtown St. Charles. We have Leslie Nope, who is the. God, no, Leslie Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh. oh. That's, I love that so much. 
Hi, everyone, and welcome to the What's Up St. Charles podcast. It's Nate and Nick, and we're going to have a phenomenal episode here as we're going to be dropping some downtown St. Charles knowledge on a new business this year, uh, Hunt House, which is owned by Leslie Nope. Or, what guy did it? <laughs> 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 oh, do you, want, do, you, do you want me to? Do you want me to? Um, Hold on, I'm gonna do, do you want me to introduce I, I, myself? No, I, I can do it. I don't. Oh my goodness! 